Hello and good afternoon or night or good morning, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to a very special edition of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am one of your hosts today, and I'm being joined by Fuzzy Belvedere. Of course, I am Mr. Boomstick XL. Didn't expect to do a podcast today, to be quite honest, but the news broke yesterday. Actually, two big giant pieces of news, of one of which Saudi Arabia was one of the first regulatory bodies to approve the ABK deal. And that is a big deal for a monster reason that uh, our good friend Fuzzy Belvedere is going to break down for us, ladies and gentlemen. And also, we had a, a very auspicious tweet come from a very uh, known uh, leaker of Xbox store information uh, where it was simply nothing was said, but a picture said Ubisoft Plus, And that was the assumption that it is, in fact, going to come uh, officially to Xbox Game Pass and potentially be announced at Gamescom, which is starting this week. But ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce Fuzzy Belvedere, one half of Breakfast with Boom for sure. How are you doing, Fuzzy? Welcome back. Yes, good morning. Thank you for having me. And man, a lot of interesting news starting up the early part of this week. Well, actually, you know, <laughs> yesterday, but man, oh man, I can't wait to get into some of these, uh, the topic of, you know, the ABK deal possibly coming closer to a close. So yeah, this is some exciting times right now. Awesome. Uh, awesome to be here with you to talk about it. Yeah, no, I definitely appreciate you being here. I mean, listen, we're only a minute and 51 seconds in. And folks, we already have 120 people here, which is awesome. I want to say a big thank you for being here, being a part of this very uh, impromptu special edition Xbox Factor podcast. Of course, uh, the schedule for the remainder of the week is going to be your regular standard Xbox Factor podcast tomorrow, where we're going to have two guests. Uh, Frame a game. I think you might have seen them. On Twitter, uh, I've actually have a, a piece of their work, and I'm purchasing a second one. Uh, they have exploded on the scene. They're going to be joining us, and I Steal Rain will be joining the fray to talk about a lot of what's going on in Xbox land, but more specifically, uh, one of the major topics of conversation for tomorrow uh, is going to be the relationship that uh, Phil Spencer currently has with uh, the head of Embracer Group and how they can use Embracer to their advantage the same way that Sony has used Square Enix. Yeah, put that in your thought uh, cap for a second. Think about that. Uh, Tomb Raider uh, was, I'm going to be honest with you folks, I say it all the time, I was expecting that to become first party. Uh, And Embracer Group stepped in and bought two monster AAA uh, developers in, of course, um, Crystal Dynamics, who is currently working on the new Perfect Dark, and Eidos, or Eidos Montreal, and uh, they have the chops to deliver uh, a AAA experience, especially when you start talking about Tomb Raider. And guess what, folks? Why shouldn't Xbox lock up the next Tomb Raider for two years? Why shouldn't they? Why shouldn't they drop the bag to Crystal Dynamics and uh, Square Enix, when they had made that deal a couple of years ago for Rise of the Tomb Raider, and of course, we know what happened with them. They were lambasted by the media who, of course, cheered on Final Fantasy VII not coming to Xbox, but they loathed Microsoft, specifically Phil Spencer and company, for locking up that deal. It's funny how things do seem to be uh, two-sided, so to speak, uh, and I'm hoping that Phil Spencer and the relationship that they have built with Embracer um, really does come to the forefront of them doing some things uh, in the regards of, you know, locking up a few IPs, even if they're timed exclusive. I think Microsoft should use that to their advantage. And we'll talk more specifically on what uh, what the guys at Living Split Screen talked about this Saturday. Obviously, Pong Soul was a part of that conversation right along with Ice to Rain, which is why we're going to be glad to have uh, at least one half of that. I don't know if Pong's going to make it. He hasn't gotten back to me. He might have to work, but we're still going to get into it heavily. And uh, listen, the rest of the week is all set up. We have uh, your primetime gaming um, uh, uh, Wednesday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'm doing, of course, uh, X vlog live, and I'm I'm still kind of waiting on who the, the guest is going to be. It it might be risk it from the biscuit, obviously, because last week I had to cancel 
because of a family emergency. We're going to see if we can get him on. And of course, Friday morning's Breakfast with Boom, we're going to be breaking down all of the big news from, of course, Gamescom 2022. And quite frankly, there's going to be a ton of it. But what are we here for? 225 people in. You folks are here to talk about, obviously, the ABK deal. And listen, there's there has been a, no bigger story uh, than the ABK deal, which is, of course, Microsoft's announcement early in January to acquire Activision Blizzard King. Um, obviously, I don't think it's a story that no one has heard of unless you've lived on a desert island and you just got rescued and here you are. You're here in the podcast and you're like, wow, I can't believe that's going to happen. Well, folks, the dominoes have started to fall in the form of Saudi Arabia being one of the first regular regular body uh, regulatory bodies to approve the deal. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pause the footage for a hot second because I want to bring up I want to share the screen. Okay. Uh oh. Music. Wrong one. Here we go. Let me share the screen, folks, so you guys and the gals can see exactly what I'm seeing in the form of um, Saudi. Uh, the the story I pulled from VGC. I'm going to bring that up for you right now, so you can turn around and take a look at it as well. Let me just blow that up on the screen. Uh, let's see. Hold on, just a second. I want you to guys, I want you to take a look at what I'm seeing here in front of me. Uh, it says here now this this was from videogameschronicles.com. Uh, this was posted by Andy Robertson. Obviously, if you don't know who Andy is, he is the head of that publication. And quite frankly, one of my favorite places to get news. This posted just before noon yesterday. And uh, oh, actually, it's actually well, the story the story broke yesterday, but this article is from today. Uh, and this is what they have to say, ladies and gentlemen. Saudi Arabia is the first regulatory authority to approve Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal. Um, Saudi Arabia's general authority for competition declared on Sunday that it has no objection to the acquisition. Now, according to the article, as you see in front of you, Saudi Arabia appears to be the first regulatory authority to approve Microsoft's proposed $68.7 billion acquisition of Activision, Blizzard, and King. And obviously, Twitter sleuth and detective of them all, uh, Clobriel, actually had put this up yesterday. And of course, everyone in the community went absolutely bonkers. Uh, you know what? Let's let's bring you back into the conversation. Let me start up that footage from Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. um, look, this is a big deal, but yeah. I don't think everyone understands, Fuzzy, how big of a deal this actually is. And we were talking in the green room, and you had a lot of things to say that actually I didn't even know about. Why don't you break that down? Why is this a big deal? Why should Xbox gamers... Uh, be happy to hear that this has happened. Uh, who is Saudi Arabia? You know, where are they on the importance level of these deals? Break mm -hmm. that down for us. Well, Saudi Arabia has kind of like a, a strict uh, viewpoint on uh, when it comes to competitive practices and things like that. So they're going to review contracts rather thoroughly to make sure for their their citizens that they're uh, consumer protection is is in an order. Uh, Saudi Arabia is also an area that that recognizes gaming as a very big future business um, uh, potential as far as the growth and the revenue that can be earned, as well as future careers and things. There's uh, kind of like a big push for this by 2030 uh, in gaming where They'll have, and it, it also expands across other technologies, but gaming being a, a kind of a main focus to some extent, they are looking to have more people in the uh, gaming business, whether it be programming or the, some of the technologies as far as cloud stuff that, um, you know, pertains to gaming. So they're, they're kind of taking the same approach to gaming and much like uh, South Korea has recently where you know that there's a, a big mobile gaming scene there as well where they kind of take it seriously that gaming is a good or uh, uh, an accepted uh, form of entertainment and Saudi Arabia is taking that same approach. So with them kind of giving this, this kind of like thumbs up or saying we're not going to object to it, basically... Um, Kind of saying, yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's it's you know it meets what we call our our uh, standards of of 
you know, approval and, and things like that, they're they're probably one of the harder ones on the on the list um, that's left right now. And I have a feeling you'll probably see South Korea, who's a little bit past their deadline at this point, and a few others probably, you know, it'll be like dominoes. They'll they'll start to, you know, say that they don't there's no contestment of this uh, agreement or this acquisition. So they, they, them being one of the first ones to kind of, you know, sign, not really sign off, but, you know, let them know that they don't see any problems with this is going to be, uh, you know, telling how many others follow suit here very shortly. Well, I mean, look, let, let's, let's break this down. And, and obviously it's safe to assume, right. That in like mm-hmm. in business, you know, as a clock, you know, is right twice a twice a day, even if it's a broken clock, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we we can expect that um, this is not going to be the first nor the last. Right. As a matter of fact, I saw many people in the chat, and by the way, we got over three hundred people here. Of course, I want to say, uh, please hit the like button, number one, and number two, if you are new, finding the channel, we just crossed eleven thousand subscribers uh, live on the air. As a matter of fact, on this Friday, this past Friday's breakfast with Boom. Uh, and of course, the goal for Mrs. Boom and I is to hit 12K. That would be the monster uh, um, goal for the year, uh, and uh, we're close. Obviously, you know we we you know we're I think we're at a uh, 11,020. So listen, you know every sub counts. If you're new and you're finding the channel, please consider subscribing. Um, but listen, uh, Fuzzy, what's important about what's in front of us right now uh, on on many levels is exactly what you just depicted. Uh, Saudi Arabia does have a very stout and uh, stingent, if you will, um, uh, process of approving these big deals. Um, And they have done that. They have officially announced that they have no objection with the deal. Uh, Not to get on my, not to get too ahead of ourselves here. The deal isn't done. Uh, mm-hmm. There are a lot of people in the chat that still think that this is not going to be done until October. Uh, there was rumors, folks. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about it on a special edition uh, Xbox Factor, just like this, that there was uh, a chance and there were rumors that it could finish, uh, could deal could get done by the end of August. Now, it's unlikely by the end of August because, well, we're almost at the end of August. Um, but here's <laughs> the thing. Uh, September is a couple of weeks away. Um, and you know, I know that there was original talk where November seemed like that might be the deal. That's a long time. That's a long time from now. And I understand, look, the reality with this deal is there are a ton of moving parts. There is a lot going on with this ABK deal, but the importance of Saudi Arabia being the first to say it's okay. Seems like it's going to set up a domino effect where, most regulatory bodies are going to follow suit. And usually what happens is once one approves, unless there is any any new evidence that suggests that this is going to be a monopoly or they're going to somehow, you know, go from place 63rd to first and and, and, and Sony is not going to be market leader anymore uh, immediately, then, then there's no room to challenge the deal. Uh, now, you know, getting back to what I just said seconds ago, the reality is that Sony is not going to be market leader once this deal is done. That that's that's a fact. Uh, I I don't know if you agree with me. You disagree. Look, their first party games they are legit AAA bombs. They deserve to be a part of the conversation. But that conversation for a lot of people has have gotten old over the years, um, and uh, they cannot crank out these uh, you know five hundred million dollar projects. Uh, quicker than four and five years, sometimes even six years. This is why they're working on these, you know, these uh, games as a service or gas games as they're known, 10 of them to be exact. Um, we have a suspicion that some of those games are going to be returning franchises, which I hope uh, one of them, which would be a great challenge to Call of Duty, would be SOCOM. Yes. Uh, if they can get, if, if they could return to the great era of SOCOM, with a uh, with a triple A budget and a triple A developer, I don't say I'm not saying it's going to beat Call of Duty, but it's certainly going to give it a, a run for its money, specifically in the area of multiplayer, which is something that a lot of people have been asking Sony to do. Which is why they went out and they purchased uh, Bungie to kind of help with this, because Bungie we know obviously through Destiny One and Destiny Two that they are really good at setting up these these gas games, and I I think they're going to use them to their advantage. Um, But look, Fuzzy, the thing is this. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm interested to think in your opinion, again, we're just speculating folks. We're just, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of guys hanging out on a, on a Monday afternoon. Who do you think drops the gauntlet next? Hmm. I, I would like for it to be South Korea because they, they're, they're already past. I think they're, they were supposed to, or, or it was believed that they were supposed to make some sort of either announcement or at least, you know, wave, wave it off as, you know, we're, we're not going to object, I think around the end of July. Um, so they're, they're probably almost about 30 days uh, or getting closer to about the 30 day past the, uh, them to say, Hey, we need more info or more time or something like that. But I'm, I'm hoping South Korea is the next one, but in all honesty, at this point, I think also the U S is also at that point where about midpoint this month, which we're already past kind of, um, they should have either, you know, said we need more info or kind of like, yeah, we're not going to contest this. Now, I don't know if they're looking to do some political theater stuff later with uh, Khan being uh, about, you know, challenging these big tech companies. But um, I would love for the U.S. to kind of, you know, at least say, yeah, we're, we're not going to contest this and, and it can move on to the EU, which I guess for them, I think September is like, where they will probably say yay or nay well not really yay or nay but like hey we need more info or we need more things to look at or you know what we're not going to contest it so september-ish for them but i'm south korea is one of the ones you know because that will kind of create a domino effect for some of the smaller nations and things and then the u.s will be the the pretty much the big one once once they kind of you know kind of get out of the way i guess of this deal then from there it, it falls on the EU, and I don't think the EU is going to say things more different or any differently, especially considering one of the named uh, competitors is going through a lawsuit right now for some other reasons. But that that's a whole a five billion story. pound lawsuit. Yes. Yeah, which is uh, yeah for for robbing its consumers. Uh, we're not going to get into that. I think what we're going <laughs> to wind up saving that is because that that is a monster topic on its own. I mean, I woke up this morning to nine DMs, mm-hmm. uh, which of course I want to thank everybody that reaches out to me. And every DM that I opened had exactly that. It's like <laughs> wow, Sony's being sued for nine for, for five billion pounds yeah. for uh, for taking advantage of their customers for years. Um, so yeah, that, that's ouch. Listen, (laughs) folks, um, I, I'm glad that I'm doing the share, share the screen thing. I've seen a lot of people do it. So now I'm going to start using it to my advantage. I I have a picture here, folks. And why I want to bring up that picture is because obviously one of the leading stories for Friday's breakfast with boom, which if you missed it, man, that was a great show. Um, we specifically talked about, uh, the announcement that uh, Embracer Group has purchased more studios uh, and, of course, the rights for gaming for Lords of the Ring. That's a big deal, Lord of the Ring and Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what was interesting was the confirmation that they currently own 120 studios. Now, I just want to bring up for shits and giggles uh, to have this conversation because I know you had mentioned uh, Lena Khan, who obviously mm-hmm. is the head of the FTC, uh, and she uh, wants to make a name for herself. She has uh, a bit of a, pardon my French, hard on for big tech companies, mm-hmm. though I don't think that Microsoft per se is in her sights. Um, I think uh, Apple is like that. I think Google and Amazon mm-hmm. are, are the ones that are con- potentially you know, in her crosshairs. Microsoft has a lot of government contracts. They just signed a multi-billion dollar contract uh, for uh, for the U.S. military. So I don't think that there is going to be any real... I mean, she's going to show that she's not giving them favoritism. And I would imagine that's probably why they, they're kind of dragging their heels a bit. But I'm going to bring up... A, I'm going to pause the footage. And I'm going to bring up this picture, folks. And it's, it's, it's a pretty uh, uh, telling uh, picture. Let me see here. Share the screen. Let's bring this up. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Here go. Here it goes. Let's talk about it. This is big. Here we go. Okay. Now, take a look on your screen, folks. This is the breakdown of owned studios. Uh, this giant half on the bottom, which is literally as much or potentially just under uh, if you if if you can see it on the screen, I'm gonna see if I can blow up the screen here for us. Uh, look at all those studios that Embracer Group owns. 
compared to, let's say, Take Two or mm -hmm. EA or Sony. Sony seems to be the smaller one of the group, and Microsoft specifically. Microsoft on the top versus on the bottom Embracer Group. Um, that's something to be really to, to be had for sure. Uh, <laughs> and 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 it's and it really really does bring in the conversation of. I don't understand why they would actually have a problem with it simply because they that they own that big of the pie. Right. Uh, and those are all the major players, Fuzzy. Um, what what are your thoughts on the announcement of Embracer Group adding uh, now up to uh, 120 uh, uh, different developers? Does that kind of help Microsoft in a conversation where when they finish this deal, they're only going to be at potentially 34 mm -hmm. studios, uh, 34 versus 120. <laughs> now, I get it. I, I get it that, uh, you know, it's Activision, it's Blizzard, it's King. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the double A studios that um, that are currently owned by Embracer Group, maybe you can't compare them like apples to apples, but maybe you can compare them to like Granny Smith's and Green Apples. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Is, is, was that announcement uh, by Embracer Group potentially helpful? to Microsoft to kind of put the kibosh on this deal? I mean, like close the books on this deal? I, I think so to some extent. And even though the overall size of some of these companies within the 120 versus the 34 aren't, you know, numbers of the same on the same level as numbers of employees and things, but it goes to show you how many dev studios are out there in this space. Yeah. So considering that, like even in Microsoft's uh, standpoint, two or three of the acquisitions that they made, the original founders of those studios went and started another studio like yep. undead labs. He went and started another studio. Now there's some other controversy of what he was doing behind the scenes that may have led to that as well. But nonetheless, there's a lot of times where acquisitions bear new studios because, Hey, the original founders like, you know what? I thought I just wanted the check, but you know what? I really love doing this. And they go and start something else or something along those lines, or there's a few of them, like uh, the, the people that made the game, The Ascent, they left other studios and like, you know what? We like doing this. Why don't we just make our own studio type of deal? Yep. So you, you'll have like a number of veterans start a new studio. And then, that, you know, 10 years down the road, that might split off. Like if you look at uh, the ones that did Stalker 2, as well as um, oh, I forget the name of the other game now, but um, uh, Metro uh, Exodus, like. That, that they used to be under the same umbrella and some of those devs left and started their own studio as well. So I, I think it goes to show how big this industry is just in general. So if you have some of those big players on screen and it's probably not even really touching half of the studios that are out there in the uh, industry, it, it, it should at least give them pause to, to look at things more carefully as far as, okay, Yes, this is a very big, you know, deal from a monetary standpoint, but overall the industry is quite healthy and there there are hundreds of if not thousands of studios out yep. there and publishers are out there like these there's some smaller publishers that don't even make the list like Annapurna even though I don't think they own all the studios of the games that they produce, I think they only own like 3 out of the last 15 that they've, you know, published games for type of deal. Wow. So it's there's so many avenues of this industry where, you know, somebody like Embracer Group, not saying that they need to be looked at, but it's like if you're going to really look at, you know, somebody on a, a, a acquisition spree or a gobbling spree of some of the, the market and stuff, I would say they probably need to be looked at. But th there's just so much, you know, room in this industry that even somebody like Amazon or Apple who are, you know, right on the fence waiting to dip their big toe in the pool type of deal. Um, there, there's plenty of room for even them to, to grow and, and be able to be competitive, you know, right off the rip type of deal. So yeah, it, it definitely helps their case as far as it not being a monopoly and such. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, I, I think that uh, initially that was the big take from a lot of people. You know, we've heard this both in the gaming media as well as our own gaming circles <laughs> that we hang out in that uh, Monopoly. Oh, my God. They're going to own Call of Duty. It's going <laughs> to be exclusive. Uh, you know, uh, listen, 
look, the bottom line is this. I've said this from the beginning. I think Call of Duty going exclusive would be an incredible mistake financially because you're leaving millions upon millions of um, of dollars uh, mm-hmm. on, on the uh, you know on the table. Microsoft is you know listen when they when they announced this deal, like they were spending the seventy billion, they posted a seventy plus billion dollar profit. So yeah. <laughs> they literally made the money back. Uh, and, and not this quarter, the quarter before, you know, the quarter uh, when we're talking about uh, w- when this was announced in January. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they made the money back. So this is this is just them, you know, kind of like, you know, taking the money to the laundry and letting the, you know, the, the dryer move the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, let me, let me thank uh, Gamer by Choice. Drops the first super chat of the day of five dollars. Thanks so much for that. And thanks for being here. He says, do we know if Sony challenged the deal in all of the other countries involved uh, with it, I assume I would assume they did if they uh, did if they spoke like that with Brazil. Yeah, it's it's safe to assume that uh, the crocodile tears that uh, they embarrassed themselves because personally, I think that the way that they were they were carrying on uh, to me seemed a little a, a little bit pathetic, out of character, if you will. Um, they're the market leader. They're the leader in digital uh, in the digital marketplace for games sold. Like it's 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 crazy to me. Uh, I mean, we're not going to reiterate what was said. Uh, you can find that story anywhere. We've talked about it on countless shows. Uh, I'm sure that if they said that to Brazil, they probably said it to the FTC, and they probably said it to uh, you know South Korea and everyone else. And they went in there and they and they probably just cut and paste. You know the the, the crocodile tears, uh, but I do want to I want to talk about the article a little bit more. Uh, again, this article comes the way of my one of my favorite sites, VGC or the VideoGamesChronicles.com. It was posted by Andy Robinson, and this is something else that's pretty interesting, Fuzzy. I want to break this down. He says this in the article: the United States FTC is expected to provide its answer to the proposed deal imminently. Uh, while the Competition and Marks Authority, also known as the CMA, which is the UK's equivalent of the FTC, has set a deadline, ladies and gentlemen, for September 1st to give its initial decision on the matter. Uh, Listen, uh, I think that what we're going to start seeing, Fuzzy, uh, is in fact the dominoes drop, and 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 you know once you start seeing big countries, because maybe Saudi Arabia doesn't seem to big country to you, it's a big money moving country, and for them to be the first ones to uh, say that this deal is okay, they have no problems with it. I would have, I would imagine that in the coming days, if not later today, maybe tomorrow, maybe by 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 end of week Friday, we start hearing some of the bigger regulatory. Uh, bodies start to, you know, kind of just get in line because, like I said, it's unlikely that anyone is really going to have a problem, especially because Microsoft has been so forthcoming with all of their uh, their answers. They've given everyone that has asked for anything. Here it is. They've already mm-hmm. declared that Call of Duty is going to stay uh, multi-plat, which, again, I think is I think it's great. And, and And you know what? Look, here's the thing, folks. It's actually... A good thing that Call of Duty is going to stay multi-plat, and here's why. Listen to my uh, my crackpot theory. Um, right now, you're starting to see many uh, PlayStation gamers uh, take a look, take a look at the at, at what at what Microsoft is doing. How 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 do you feel about that, Fuzzy? Oh, as, as far as when it comes to like. Uh... Call of Duty being you know multi-plat. I, I think when you have a game that you need a, a good player base to to continue the lifespan of it, I think remaining multi-plat is where it's at. I mean, looking at you know games like Fortnite, I know it's, it it may not be the, the same level or same interest for a lot of people, but having a game where it can be played you know across many different platforms and cross-play, I, I think is the best way to keep your game in 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 the top 10, let's say, as far as most played. And it just seems like um, Microsoft making that move, much like, even though I think part of it was already kind of written in the contract from uh, uh, Minecraft, it, it's a good step to allow that that franchise to grow or continue growing. And in the grand scheme of things, it still allows or, or leaves room for someone to still come into the space and make a first-person shooter to kind of compete with it, which... 
you know, there's always going to be somebody that like much like they always say, oh, this is a Halo killer. There's always going to be somebody that's going to try to make a call. Yeah, Kill Zone killer. Uh, Killzone one was going to be a Halo killer. <laughs> Killzone two was going to be a Halo killer, <laughs> and that series is dead. But, yeah, but they could look, hopefully look, they bring it back or or at least I, like, I'd like to I'd like for them to give it a shot at least again. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, because with, with this whole deal, I, I want to see Sony get a little bit more on the creative side as far as, yes, I understand they're going to lose some of their, their easy money from their uh, PlayStation store with the microtransactions and things, maybe as far as the um, Call of Duty sales for skins and, and other add-ons, although they'll probably still get a good number of that. It's just a matter of now more people might possibly buy it on the Xbox side, but in, in any instance, it may cause them to look and say like you were mentioning earlier you know what we should bring back socom hey you know what we should probably bring back resistance and yes and give those things a try and that twisted is metal really- should come back in in the form of a free-to-play game where you can buy skins and listen oh, yeah. I, I again i'm not a marketing manager my stretch of truth but i want to touch on something you said and here's what's interesting folks before i was rudely interrupted by ups because i don't have a full studio yet remember i'm still in my apartment um <laughs> here's the thing ladies and gentlemen what we are starting to see is people are starting to understand that the inherent value that Microsoft is offering is something that Sony cannot. Uh, Will they at some point offer day and date? Potentially. Will Mm -hmm. they be painted into a corner by what Microsoft continues to do? Well, that's a theory that can go either way. But you have to ask yourself, just thinking about, I mean, again, this is just, this is math 101, folks. I'm, I, again, I'm not, I'm not a marketing manager. But there is going to come a point where, uh, and I've said this on numerous shows, and I want to bring it up now because, you know, Call of Duty is on the screen. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is going to be the number one selling game this year. Now, that is marketed under uh, Sony. They have the marketing rights. From what we understand, they still have the marketing rights until next year. And after mm-hmm. that, that's 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 done. It's a done deal. Um, what's interesting with this conversation is if you look at the way the world has literally doubled in price of just regular living, you know, eggs are more expensive. Gas is more expensive. Childcare is more expensive. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a lot to be said about the current, current world. Um, and one of the things that we have to understand is that Sony is not budging on charging you. Uh, 7643 for a game. Uh, EA and Activision and Take Two, they've all you know joined the ranks of $70 plus games. And you when you factor tax into that, these games are costing you nearly $80. Uh, there's something to be said about the importance of this deal for Microsoft simply because the numbers, the number game is what it is. Microsoft is going to be I'd be able to at one point put Call of Duty whatever on its box or boxes. Uh, and I'm, of course, I'm talking more specifically about the uh, Xbox Series S, which has outdone Sony's PlayStation 5 in this country for, for three quarters, which is equivalent to nine months. Now, are, are they are, now, you know, you, you can argue and I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to argue this. Uh, well, boom, it's because Sony can't get their consoles out. And you you might have a point. Is that the stake in the ground? Is it because is it because Sony can't get their consoles onto store shelves? Well, I mean, that's that's a bit debatable. I mean, I see I see it posted almost all the time. Wario 64 in the last couple of weeks has been has been nothing short of a gaming ninja by putting out the uh the links for when GameStop or Walmart or Target was going to have PlayStation 5s uh and you could pretty much I mean I went to Target over the weekend with Mrs uh Mrs Boom and her sister and uh they had Xbox Series S control um uh consoles they didn't have any PlayStation they didn't have a Series X but they had S and it's pretty interesting that they continue to find a way to put those out there now once Microsoft is able to drop Call of Duty current, whatever the the, 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 the current year Call of Duty is, um, into Xbox Game Pass. And I've said this before, and I, I think, like I said, anyone from my marketing at Microsoft, take the credit. You know, send me a free controller. That you know, at least send me something. But I can I can attest that there is going to come a point, Fuzzy, 
where you're going to see on a billboard at a basketball game, at a football game, at a baseball game, or, you know, you know, where the bleachers are, mm-hmm. there's going to say play Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 for as low as $5 a month with the family plan. Mm-hmm. And once that happens, Fuzzy, it's pretty much over for Sony. Their market leadership is going to go right through, the, uh, is, is going to collapse in on itself because at that point, Call of Duty, now again, I am not sitting here and, and, and going and, and, and to try to confess that I'm just huge Call of Duty fan. I don't play Call of Duty online because it's just not my bag. I like the, I like the single player stuff. That, like I said, I'm an old school selfish gamer i i I like the uh the single player narrative uh which is why i would buy call of duty Mm -hmm. now i'm buying call of duty modern warfare uh two uh because you know when you pre-order it well on xbox any version any version even the regular version you get to play the uh the um the campaign early which is awesome Uh, and that's that's exactly what i want to play for i don't play call of duty i don't play war zone so it doesn't mean anything to me um but Fuzzy, I, I'm interested to get your opinion on that. I mean, at, at some point, do you believe that uh, Sony is potentially going to drop for as low as third place? And I say that because at some point, Nintendo is going to keep doing what they're doing. <laughs> and uh, like, like right now, Microsoft is in third. They're behind right. Nintendo. They're behind Sony. There's going to mm-hmm. be a point where Sony is going to be behind Microsoft. I don't think that they're outpacing uh, the the uh, the Switch whether that be the old one or the new one, mm-hmm. I think they could potentially fall to third place. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that, dude? I, I think it will definitely happen in the U.S. at some point. I think as far as the U.S. market, this is the time I think Xbox you know, takes the crown again. Like the 360, it, it was pretty much uh, the market leader in the U.S. Uh, Sony was able to catch up worldwide, mainly in like the U.K. and, and Asia as far as catching up towards the end of the generation but this generation i i i totally believe that xbox will take that crown now as far as in the uk i i think xbox is going to definitely give them a better run for their money like right now i think they're a little bit further behind in the uk but it's it's like within two to three million i think units if if not less um because i think they're only like five million units total uh behind uh, overall between the uh xbox and yeah and it, it's uh i think the the last stats was uh xbox series x and s had had uh come up with 16 million console sales versus sony's near 22 it was mm-hmm. like 21 and change but I, I just you know for 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 numbers uh you know uh, um case it 22 million consoles sold which mm-hmm. is freaking great i mean there's yeah. no, no one's but but you're right that when you when you talk about the overall big picture this is not the same generation as the playstation 4 no. and uh the uh the the xbox one yeah the last generation it was almost two to one at at, at a minimum in some areas and uh, i think it, in the u.s it was definitely a two to one ratio two to one here it was almost five to one in the uk <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're definitely doing a lot better this go around as far as xbox in general and i i think they do take the market leader uh position here uh this generation uh like i said definitely in the u.s they're they're closing in on the uk and asia it, it's going to be a, a while before they catch up in in japan directly uh, yeah. but they are doing a lot better than previous generations have done in that region considering it's moved from more of the home console to a uh, more of a, a mobile or portable console type of uh player base but they're they're making strides there, so it's it's one of those things. Yeah, Sony could definitely find itself in some areas in third place without really, um, you know, having a, a a quick way to change that around type of deal. And I I think that's one of the things that they recognize where they're going to go with those games as a service. They're they're doing their subscription or or rebranding their subscription model because before with PS Now. They only, I think, topped out at like maybe two million subs or three million subs. Pro- it was, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that before they did this combination, the, the most that they I wound up having fuzzy. I, I'm pretty sure that it was like three point two million. Mm-hmm. And what's why that's concerning and why it was an issue for Sony that they had to address was remember they they launched this PlayStation now way way back in like 2014, dude. It mm-hmm. was like 
years before <laughs> Xbox Game Pass uh, came out. And, you know, Game Pass came out for uh, for us here uh, summer of 2017. So they had a three-year jump on them. And at that point, it, it wasn't selling. And it hasn't been selling. Now, granted... Since they they started this new new service, they I mean like myself like I, I'm a premium tier uh, PlayStation member. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said before, I, I got an email from them for thirty three bucks. I upgrade my 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 current subscription, which was just a regular one, and mm-hmm. I'm good until the twenty fourth of February next year. Now, I, am I gonna am I gonna pay one hundred and twenty bucks? I, I can't say that I know that right now. Uh, if they keep putting games like Stray in there, uh, then I will because that's yeah. one of the reasons why I did it because I I quite enjoyed Stray. I have to finish it, but I'm I'm almost at the end. I I really enjoyed that game. Yeah. Um. But uh, I mean, listen, it, it, you bring up you bring up a tremendous amount of points, uh, Fuzzy. Uh, but what I want to do is first of all, I want to thank Sith Lord for the two dollars super chat. He says it's always a good week when Boom has an extra show. Well, that's very kind of you, brother. Thank you for the. Kind words, of course, the generosity, and appreciate you being here. And you drops a two-pound super chat and says, Deviation Games will be the PlayStation-exclusive FPS maker. Yeah, potentially. Deviation Games could 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 step up to the plate uh, and, in fact, do that. What they're going to come out with, I don't know. Uh, but I do want to move on to the second topic of what is expected to be only about 60 or 70 minutes, folks. And this comes the way of a good a good group of people over at Pure Xbox. Dot com And this was posted yesterday at 7 a.m. Um, and it says this, rumor, Ubisoft Plus might finally be available on Xbox soon. It was uh, posted by Fraser Gilbert of PureXbox.com. And uh, this is what the, this is what they had to say in regards uh, to the article. He says, all the way back in January, it was announced that Ubisoft Plus subscription service would be coming to Xbox at some point in the future. And it looks like we're getting closer to its arrival as a reference to it appears to have been spotted on the Microsoft Store. Now, this news break comes the courtesy of well-known Microsoft Store leaker, and I'm going to butcher this poor person's name, and I'm sorry if I did, but I'm going to try anyway. It's Ara uh, it's, uh, Agora Menti La Luma, uh, <laughs> who has simply posted an image of the Ubisoft Plus symbol appearing to indicate that Microsoft was getting ready to launch the service relatively soon. Now, all we have is speculation at this point. All we have is a bunch of opinions that, yes, it, it's, it, we know it's coming for sure, Fuzzy. We just mm-hmm. don't know when. But what's happening this week? Well, that would be Gamescom 2022 <laughs> in Germany. And look, right now, uh, Ubisoft Plus, if you are someone that subscribes to that service on PC, it's uh, £12.99 or $15 US uh, for games dlc and all the extras for 15 dollars a month and you get day and date releases there it is a deal especially because ubisoft does put out a lot of games uh they've slowed down over the years but there were some years they were putting out six games so if you spend yeah. 15 dollars a month by the end of the by the end of the the the, uh, the year you spend 180 bucks or around 180 bucks. That's just two games, mm-hmm. uh, and you're getting six games and all the DLC and everything included. It, it, it's it's a, a cornucopia, if you will, of gaming goodness. Um, and uh, we are expecting uh, Ubisoft Plus to hit uh, Xbox. It was originally announced that it was going to be a separate service that you'd have to pay for. Mm-hmm. Though I kind of wonder, Fuzzy. Uh, Microsoft is all about, you know, giving their customers more bang for their buck. And I kind of wonder, and I'm going to get your opinion on this, if the reason for this, the the deal taking as long as it did, was Microsoft trying to get this to be like an EA Play situation, that it's your you have Game Pass Ultimate, it's just a part of your subscription service, at no additional cost. Now, originally, I mean, if you know, remember that they would have to drop the bag at Ubisoft. I can see them doing that for a couple of years. You know, here's a bunch of here's a bunch of money. Let's let's add this service because Ubisoft Plus, uh, a smaller scaled version of Ubisoft. I think it's Ubisoft Plus Classics. It's called mm-hmm. on Sony's um, uh, premium tiers. Yeah, uh, you're getting a bunch of older games. You know, we're starting to see uh, like recently. 
through Xbox Game Pass some of the Ubisoft titles. Where do you think? Why do you think this deal has taken as long as it has? I, I'm I'm hoping it's kind of like along what you were hinting to, as far as that they want to have it more like the EA Plus, where it's kind of just rolled in there, even if it's just the the smaller like Vault version. But um, I, I think Ubisoft, in the grand scheme of things, because uh, we've been hearing that they've uh, they were considering being acquired or or merging with somebody, and then that changes, and then yeah, re- yeah, you know, it's funny you say that. Recently, that the, the the latest remarks from the owner, the family, uh, mm-hmm. that the the, the Garmel fa- family, I, I, and I believe I'm saying it wrong, but um, they, they they said that they're like even like they're not going to let anyone. Um, go above what they can for control over Ubisoft. That's that's going to be theirs. I think they will get some uh, some help, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're ever going to sell the company. At least that's what I've read recently. Yeah, and 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 they're looking for more investors, and I I think probably Microsoft is kind of. I wouldn't say that they're giving them a hard deal, especially with the Activision deal kind of in, in the uh, forefront right now. But they're probably in the process of negotiating, like, hey. We will help fund a lot of this stuff if you're willing to put this stuff exclusively into Game Pass, and you could still produce it elsewhere and stuff. It's just we want it in Game Pass for like day and date and stuff. So I think there's been a lot of either closed door or behind the scenes negotiating still going on because I, I I think in the grand scheme of things, from Microsoft's standpoint, they want to make sure. Uh, that their subscription service, their cloud streaming and everything, especially with Luna kind of looming in the background. And I think Luna had already had like an add-on thing that you could do with uh, uh, Ubisoft. I think they want to make sure that they have the better deal or at least have the the better value in comparison. So that way, not only their consumers will be you know, happy to continue subscribing, but they can still draw more people in. So I think a lot of it has just been, you know, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, trying to get the best out of uh, the situation, you know, something that works well for Ubisoft, something that works well for Xbox. And, you know, I think they, they just want to make sure when they announce something, it's it, not that it breaks the internet or anything like that, but I think they want to make sure that, you know, everybody that's already subscribed to Game Pass will be like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad they, they waited and got, you know, this deal put together or the things that this deal uh, entails put together the extra perks and, and so forth. So I think a lot of that's just kind of, you know, the negotiations, let's just say, you know, <laughs> prolonging it. Yeah, no, it, it makes, it makes perfect sense. I mean, look, uh, this is going to be a big deal. Um, I, I, I don't know what the, what the chat thinks. Um, would you pay additional monies for Ubisoft plus uh, would, if you had to purchase it, because a lot of people don't dig what Ubisoft is putting down. Where I am, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy games like Assassin's Creed and Far Cry and The Division and things like, like that nature. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, like, oh yeah, they're kind of the same, but they've been that way for years. I get it. If, if that's if that's how you feel, I I can't argue with you. But the game definitely. Those types of games uh, resonate with me. So I, if, if I was asked, Fuzzy, mm-hmm. to pay an additional $15 a month as if I would on PC, I would just pay it. Mm-hmm. I would buy the year of whatever it is. Hopefully, they offer you some sort of a discount. And that would be awesome. That would yeah. be awesome because I would jump on it. But what would be even more awesomer, if that's even a word, is the <laughs> fact that Microsoft found a way to incorporate Ubisoft Plus, the the standard, the actual real one, not the classic one that's on on PlayStation, uh, actual full-on, hey, you know, you're getting games day and date like you Mm -hmm. would with Microsoft First Party. All the DLC is included. All of the bonuses are included. That would be – I don't know how they could do that, but that would be (laughs) the ultimate – um drop the mic moment for microsoft because like i said they already have ea play and even though ea games don't drop in their day and date what you do get in there is 10 hour trials Mm -hmm. uh you do and and achievements unlock and everything you do get a discount uh on game said if you buy said game which is pretty cool um and eventually if you are not someone that's willing to drop the money on it for for whatever reason that may be it's just not on top of your list you don't feel that it's worth it maybe money is you know like like for a lot of people during you know 2022 it's uh it's a you know it's 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 a bit of a hardship 
you wait for it to drop into the EA vault and then you play it for absolutely free. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, this is this is going to be a big deal uh, either way. I, I think it's a win-win personally for gamers because uh, EA, uh, you know, like Ubisoft Plus has been available on PC for years. Um, and I would, I've always said it, 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 it to me, it would, I felt like it was a way for, for Ubisoft to get more money mm-hmm. to continue to support these games. And I always thought it was a missed opportunity. Uh, let me just thank a couple of people here. Nady, uh, Nady Nay drops an outstanding $2 super chat. And he says it's competition. The best ability is available. I agree absolutely with that. Um, he says, uh, we have Highlander 001 drops a very generous $5 super chat and says it's competition. The uh, the best. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. No, he says, I uh, hope you and the family are good. Thank you for that, brother. Definitely appreciate the kind words. Remember last week I said once Sony loses exclusive rights, they will lose up to upwards of 120 to $200 million per year. That's a fact. That's a, And I, saw, I remember reading that comment, and you're absolutely right about that. They are going to lose millions. Uh, because, like I said, the, the the thing is this, folks. As gamers, I, I can't speak for everybody, but the mo- the the normal the everyday gamer, they're, they're they don't want to spend any unnecessary money. And when you take uh you know twenty twenty two into account of how expensive living has been, it's hard to suggest that someone that's a casual market gamer, right? Someone that buys three games a year. You know, whether that be a Madden, whether that be a FIFA, a Call of Duty, every now and again when, uh, you know, a first party Sony game comes out that they that, that their friends are talking about, like a Spider-Man or a Wolverine or, you know, something of that nature, a Call of Duty or a Battlefield. It's going to be a hard sell for Sony to ask their fan base to spend seventy six forty three for a game. That on the other guy's platform is fifteen dollars a month, or in some cases five dollars a month. When you start talking about the family plan, fuzzy, it, it, yeah. it's going to be really hard for Sony. And I think that the numbers that you see uh, moving forward, they are going to be drastically different for Sony. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think that they are in a bit of trouble when it comes to because you know remember that during that Brazilian. Um, you know, the documents that came out, they they proclaimed that Call of Duty is one of their most biggest third party money making uh, games. Mm-hmm. And again, when you think about what Microsoft is about to do or what or what they're close to doing, they're, they're close to owning Call of Duty. Uh, and that game, that, that game, which once it's in Game Pass, once it's advertised on the boxes of their consoles, which we know we keep we keep saying that it's just a series S that is going to potentially go down in price where there's, there's a, there's a, there is a world fuzzy where the, the series X drops 50 bucks. Yeah. That's $450. And the, and the S uh, potentially is uh, $200. Wow. I mean, it's going it, it, to think about this for folks. Think about this for a second. I don't know how Microsoft is getting these consoles out. I know there's some, this talk about, well, you know, they paid extra. I hear you. I absolutely hear you. Um, and if they did, well, it's big business, right? That's what they do. But at some point, do you see Sony dropping their price of their console? Do you see this PlayStation 5 digital dropping down to uh, $299 or $350? I actually, I don't because of the chip situation. Do you see the PlayStation 5 uh, disc version dropping down to $450? Nope. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But I can see Microsoft doing that. And when you combined fuzzy microsoft's ownership of activision blizzard king consoles because right now we all know one console that's dropped in price right now you could you could pick up a, a series s for under 250 bucks like right now you can mm-hmm. uh, i would imagine that come this fall it's going to be 200 bucks and if this deal gets done like if we start to see fuzzy in the next couple of days some of the big regulatory bodies start dropping um you know their opinions and articles about how not we don't got a problem with it we're gonna let them do their thing there is a world where even although the uh modern warfare 2 doesn't drop into game pass because that's that's a marketing deal that sony has that's fine Mm -hmm. but just imagine the fever 
the fever pitch or the firestorm, if you will, when uh, if this deal gets done, let's say early October, right, right before the next Call of Duty gets dropped, right. My, my, again, reiterate on it: Sony has the marketing rights, but when you can turn around and put a press release out there that every Call of Duty in the past, whatever, is <laughs> dropping into Xbox Game Pass, that is going to freaking make move mountains of people to mm -hmm. xbox now it may not be there you know you're not going to get playstation people to start burning their their playstation fives <laughs> and in, in their in, in their uh you know in their garages or or in the front of their homes at least i hope not <laughs> but there but there's a there is a world where you know okay I, i'm not getting call of duty current in game pass but i just they just dropped 15 call of duties in there including last year's holy shit i'm going crazy and they're going to move that audience over what are your thoughts on that and then we'll get everyone out of here well, I, I know this is kind of work for me. Like it's it's one of those things. Once you see that you can get a better deal at the other platform and and let's say some of your friends are already switching over to that platform, the game is cross play. You don't have to worry about, you know, possibly buying some of the the either the call of duties that you missed or any future call of duties because they'll be in that service. Hands down, you're probably gonna—I wouldn't say overnight switch your ecosystem, but you're definitely going to start looking at that ecosystem. And as you build your friends list, and you see there's more and more, you know, co-op and, and multiplayer games that you enjoy playing over there, then you just start making all of your future purchases there. So it's 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 definitely going to be a shift. It's it's definitely going to come in a like I wouldn't say a huge wave, but it'll definitely be a wave of folks that will start switching over. That especially for those that may already have both consoles, if they're not already primarily in the Xbox ecosystem. But I, I know it worked for me. The, the fact of how easy it was for game share and, and cloud saves and, um, you know, just the, the uh, what do you call them? Like the, the updates and all that stuff without having to pay extra for some of them. Yep. It, it just made it so much easier to stay with Xbox as my primary ecosystem. And I foresee a lot of people doing the same. And I have to give a shout out to one of the guys that's on FSP with me, Loremaster Jasper, was saying like this holiday, if that, that uh, Series S drops to 200, can you imagine you could buy three of those and potentially that family plan? For under the price of a bundled PS, one bundled PS5 yeah. disc. So yeah. it's like, I, I know some people will be like, oh, but the graphics aren't the same. A family of, of let's say, two or three or, or three or more that want to be gaming at the same time, when they have that potential where, okay, 700 bucks could either get us one console and, you know, maybe one or two games, or it could get us three consoles and a subscription for a couple of months. And then, you know, it's just a monthly fee. So we don't have to look at paying 60 or $70, you know, every so often for games. Yeah. I, I, I think that's the winning combination. They'll definitely drop this holiday and people will more than likely eat it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's, it's, you're, if you think that you're now just starting to see Microsoft play hardball, you just wait until this deal is done. That's when, uh, the, the, when Phil Spencer is going to show his Wolverine-esque type of claws and it's going to be on. Like I said, no, no one is remotely suggesting that Sony's dead and Sony's going to be out of business. Sony is always going to be a part of the conversation, even at third place. Uh, what this deal does is make Sony be better. Right. We, we heard how, how many people did we hear in the community banging that drum about, uh, uh, you know, we want we you know, we want Xbox to compete. You know, we <laughs> want them to give us a, you know, a, you know, a fight. And they when when they started fighting back. People didn't like it. They were like, people like, like this. Ah, this is a monopoly. <laughs> this is not right. How, how you how you keeping the fallout off of my PlayStation or whatever? Mm -hmm. And now they're fighting now. Now. Now it's a it's a real slobber knocker. If you will, if you're a fan mm -hmm. of wrestling, yeah. Um, and uh, like Deploy in the chat, the Deploy six one nine says, uh, Series S graphics will continue to get better and better. Yeah, it's an absolute fact. Uh, there's going to come a point where I'm, it's listen, it's not going to be as good as a Series X or top line PlayStation Five. It's just not. It's it's a much smaller, underpowered console. But for the most part, you're getting games in 1440p. On the series, uh, on the uh, Series S, I, it actually has more 4K games than than the actual PlayStation does. Mm -hmm. Go figure that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's it. Look, 
it's going to be a very interesting remainder of 2022 for a multitude of reasons, uh, one of which is probably what, what's getting delayed next, which is sad, but it's, it's a reality. You know, it is what it is. But as the uh, listen, I will tell you this um, because I'm retired, because I can drop a hat and drop and, and throw a thumbnail together and get on here to talk to you guys and gals. Uh, I anytime we start getting more of this information, uh, you can expect me to do this. Uh, I'm glad I didn't have to do it alone with Fuzzy being here. Um, and uh, I'm going to keep you up to date. And obviously, the, the schedule for the rest of the week is four additional shows. This happened to be just a bonus one. Uh, oh, let, let, let me thank a couple of people uh, that dropped super chats. We just had a big one pop in here. Uh, we uh, let me see where it is. Okay, um, let me go to private chat. Drawn TJ, generous friend of the program, says uh, this after dropping a five dollar super chat. Good morning, guys. Hope Ubisoft Plus comes to Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I hope that it's. I I, I hope that Microsoft drops the bag and gets the full version of Ubisoft Plus. Uh, because it's really going to put the screws to Sony, so to speak, if all they're getting is the uh, place, uh, the Ubisoft Plus classics. That would, again, it'd be one of those 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 deals that money talks. And a good friend of the program, Gotham Guy, drops an outstanding $20 bomb. Thank you for the generosity. He says, I don't know, Boom. Something in the back of my mind tells me that Microsoft will pull the Call of Duty marketing rights from Sony this year to put games into uh, to put the game into Game Pass uh, this year, especially after that stunt Sony pulled trying to get uh, the block. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> it, it it would be. I don't know if they do that, uh, I, and I will tell you why. Um, right now, they uh, they they want this deal to go through. They want they don't want any holdups from the FTC. Specifically, Lena Khan is watching. Uh, I said, listen, dude, let, 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 let them have a year. Let, let them have this year. Who cares? Because, like I said, even if Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remake isn't in Game Pass this year, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. But if this deal is done some way, somehow, before the end of October and before Black Friday, they could turn around and allow and make the big announcement that every Call of Duty from last year back is in xbox game pass it's going to move mountains and all the marketing rights that they have in the world is not going to take away from people talking about holy crap 15 call of duties just (laughs) dropped into xbox game pass and again that's that's when you turn around and you start putting some of the older call of duty uh you know modern warfare pictures on the box and then you turn in in xbox game pass it's 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 a scenario that that's likely to happen. If it happens, Microsoft is going to win Black Friday. If this console, meaning the Series S, drops down to $199, oh my goodness, it is going to be on like Donkey Kong. But ladies and gentlemen, that is your special edition of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am Mr. Boomstick XL. Fuzzy Belvedere, please sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where you can be found on YouTube as not only one of the best drivers in the business, but one that (laughs) really does have a lot of thought-provoking content. But more importantly, what other shows are you on, and where can people reach out to you on social media? Well, just want to thank you for having me on this morning, Boom. It was awesome, uh, you know, talking about this breaking news along with you today and everything. And, man, thank you for everyone that joined us in the chat. It was awesome interacting with you guys. Almost 500 people. Yeah. It was this, this, you know, a lot of people are definitely looking forward to this news as far as Activision Blizzard and stuff with Xbox. And man, I, I, I can't wait. I, I'm, you know, hopefully we, we get something here between now and the end of September as far as, yeah, yeah, we're, we're moving forward and ink is dry, paper signed. And <laughs> here's the Call of Duties and Game Pass, at least the ones that they can do per marketing agreements or whatever the case may be. But uh, for anybody that wants to hear my ramblings on anything social media related, just follow me on Twitter at Fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Also on YouTube, Fuzzy underscore Belvedere. And then for some of the shows I'm on, definitely check out FSP on Fun Speculations channel, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Monday. Uh, also, Breakfast with Boom, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Double Barrel Gaming. Uh, here with Mr. Boomstick, Web Dave, sometimes Crispy Bomb and uh, Bit Cloud. 
and John Wolf sometimes in the mornings. And Dreadpool. Uh, and Dread yeah, and Dreadpool. Uh, so that that's going to be an awesome time, and I'm I'm pretty sure we'll get some some more breaking news between now and then. Oh, I'm and sure. Then <laughs> later on Friday night, 9 p.m. on Fun Speculations Channel with the Xbox Ultimate family, always a good time. Goes a little left sometimes, more Xbox. Well, obviously more Xbox centric, but it's all about having a good time, talking about games we've played, and just some of the stuff that you know we enjoy doing on our Xboxes. And then on Saturday, the uh, shop podcast with PTK Blam and Pong Soul. And on occasion, we'll have special guests and stuff. And we open up the uh, the show to the chat, you know, ask us questions on anything gaming related and uh, also go over some of the news of the week and things that we've been playing as far as on our, our Xbox and other consoles, platforms, PC and so forth. But uh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> well, thank you for being here, brother. Obviously, it would have been hard to uh, listen. If I have to do a podcast myself, I'll do it. But it's much easier when you have someone uh, as uh, as skilled as yourself to with with the information that you brought to today's podcast uh, uh, to 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 make the conversation fun. To obviously speaking for an hour is tough. I don't know if you, I, I don't know how the YouTubers that speak by themselves for an mm -hmm. hour how they do it because you know you got to drink water. I was drinking my protein shake while you were talking. <laughs> But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for making this another successful impromptu Xbox Factor podcast. We will be back at it tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, with uh, f uh, f uh, from the, the good folks over at Frame a Game, as well as I Still Rain. We have a lot to be talking about. And one of the big topics is after the Death Stranding announcement, how soon before Spider-Man lands? <laughs> On the Xbox, well, folks, I think it's going to be a lot sooner than you think. And I know there's going to be some boo birds in there that says, nope, they would never do it. I seem to beg to differ. But that's tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy the rest of your day, everyone. And we'll see you tomorrow on the new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. <laughs>